All right, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming out to what we call the huddle. In the huddle, it is our goal and our endeavor to take ministry and marketplace and combine them so that as we grow in business, we're also growing spiritually. We don't want to be, we learned on last week about the different types of containers, and we don't want to be the containers that burst because we are not uh, using the right um, wine skin. So we want to be able to hold everything that we have, maintain and prosper in every area of our lives. And being someone who is connected to God or a person who tends to be spiritual, we have already learned just by watching television, looking at social media, so forth and so on, that when we're missing that spiritual component, when we're missing that relationship with God in our business, in our marriage, in our finances, all of that, things don't tend to go the way we anticipated or the way we dreamed. So for us to prosper in business, be effective, and to be um, whole, so to say, to feel complete, to have that joy that we can't explain, to have a peace that surpasses our understanding within our business, within our finances, our goal is to take ministry and marketplace and combine them so that we can have it all. That's the only way to have it all. You can have all the money in the world. You can be the most successful business owner, business person, entrepreneur. But if you're missing Christ, if you're missing your spiritual component, if you're missing your relationship with God, then you're not going to have it all. You're going to feel a void. You're going to feel incomplete. So our endeavor is to take our community, take that missing component that most businesses, that a lot of businesses, I'm going to say most, but that a lot of businesses have, we want to take that missing component and combine it with marketplace so that we can grow, be whole, be effective, have peace, have joy, and prosper. So as we move forward, Pastor RG3 is going to come and he's going to share what God has placed on his heart uh, and how it is we're going to take that ministry marketplace, combine those things together so that we can succeed, so that we can be prosperous, and so that we can be productive. Thank you so much for coming. Definitely to my uh, better half that allows us to make sure we're able to function and do what it is that's necessary um, to plan, to put this into purpose, to actually organize and structure. So with that being said, of course, just a couple of things I want to cover um, and we can get into it. Um, just coming back off what Lady Ann was saying, just what we're trying to build, network, and relate to ministry marketplace. It's going to take us coming together, bridge no gap between both parts, both part of those bodies and kind of just bridging it, connecting it, making sure we're on the same page as it relates to the assignment. Um, the scripture says we're like kids in the marketplace. That was a very um, alarming scripture to me because it made me realize that even though we could be spiritually rich at the same time, mentally, physically, as well as financially, we could be poor. And so that's the challenge today is to make sure that we're in a proper position to cause those things to happen and put the calories in place. And so this is the vision that God gave us, and so we're trying to work that and let it make sense, of course. So I ask that you relax for a moment, take your time. We don't want it to be stuffy, something my wife reminds me, so that's what we're doing now. We're trying to build it in and make sure that you have a full understanding of what it is we're doing while we're doing it. Uh, I'm going to jump into the Word to share with you what was on my heart and mind as it relates to doing a recap from last time. If you notice, we've been doing second and fourth Sunday evenings at five. So with that being said, second and fourth Sunday evening at five, he's giving us the opportunity to actually 
organized structure and prepare so we can launch in January. So this is the structuring phase, building, encouraging, challenging people to come out, sharing with them what it is we believe, how it is that we're going to operate and function. And so this is the portion where we come together to build a huddle. So that's the whole mindset of the huddle. Just like you would do on any other team, you bring the huddle together before you run a play. So my desire is, is to make sure that I huddle with people that are like-minded, like-minded in faith, like-minded in mission and assignment, come together and build. And that's a process and it takes time and that's where we're at as it relates to this. But I definitely want to share with you what's on my heart and mind, what it is that God gave me. I'm going to do a quick recap, recap of what we went over last time when we were talking about new wine and something new. And we're coming from the book of Mark, chapter 2. So Mark, chapter 2, verse 21, just going to read it in your hearing. It says, No one that sows a patch of unsinking clothing upon old garment, otherwise the patch pull away from the new, from the old, and it tears and it becomes worse. No one pours new wine into old wine skin. Otherwise, it will bust the skin, and then the wine and the skin will be destroyed. And instead, new wine must be poured into new wine skin. So it gives us a recipe for newness. So right there where we at, just building off that, of course, we started talking about when you deal with Jesus and you deal with his level of ministry and how he functions. Jesus always talks to us in mysteries. He's always talking in parables. So when he's sharing with his disciples principles, mysteries, and parables, it's almost like he's giving you coded language. So you have a lot of people that get in depth and get in details that relate to that. So Jesus is talking in parables. Here it is. He's talking to his disciples and John disciples because the question came in, Jesus, why your disciples don't fast like John disciples? So that's the question. So he's being challenged on the, what's this, the legal system of how religion operated at that particular time. So they're asking Jesus, man, why your people don't do the same thing that John people do? Jesus responds to them and say, listen, why should they fast while the bridegroom is here? In other words, he started challenging their mindset of the system that's in place. So in order for him to introduce something new, he had to challenge what's old. And that's the same concept same mindset as it relates to what it is that we're trying to do as it relates to creators, business owners, people that's trying to produce themselves as it relates to what it is your assignment is. You're going to have to challenge some of the previous systems that's in place. So then the challenge come in, the challenge come in, listen, why should I fast when the bridegroom is here? So he challenged their mindset with thoughts, says, listen, this system is changing. Then once he challenged John, Disciples, he challenged them by saying, listen, it's a parable. If you had new clothing and old clothing and you try to sew both of them together, it would tear. Then he goes in to say that if you got new wine skin and you pour it into old wine skin, it'll bust the skin and it'll destroy the new wine. So he challenged them because he says in this parable, he let us know that in order for you to be able to receive, carry, operate, you have to create new systems. Where are you going with this RG3? What I'm trying to share with you on tonight is you got to be willing to put in new systems in place. It's been systems in place all the time, and let me deal with this as it relates to religion, church, those things. I grew up like that, but at the same time, as the world changed, as society changed, we had to create new systems. 
So in creating a new system, we got to create new avenues, new vehicles as it relates to finance, as it relates to our relationship, as it relates to growth, and then our mindset. And so that's the reason why I invite y'all here today. That's the reason why we're trying to build. So we're trying to create a new system. So what is that new system? It's ministry and marketplace. Because I've seen people in church their whole life still die because they're unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I've seen people in church their whole life still pass away, and when it's time to bury them, we're doing GoFundMe. And these same people have been consistent with tithes, offering, and giving. So what's going on? Financially, they have not changed as it relates to their mindset, what they believe, and what they understand. So you have to shift it, and you got to change it as it relates to our belief. How do we do that? We do that by creating a new system. That's what we're doing here. When I say huddle up, when I'm saying us coming together, I'm trying to come together with a like-minded people, people that's trying to build in their own right. Watch this now. Everybody got their own section in their own right. We come together and build something great that we can look over our shoulders, pass on to our kids, pass on to the next generation, and that take time. So Jesus said the first thing he's looking for, and I went over this last time, quick recap. He said he's looking for containers. Because when he said new wine skin, he's talking about the system. The wine skin is important because the wine skin holds the new wine. It's important. Notice he never said throw away the old wine skin. That's very important too because many people preach this as if when he said new wine, new skin, that the old wine skin was irrelevant. That's not true. It's still powerful. It's still potent. But he's saying in order for me to do something new, you got to create something that's able to hold what it is that I'm trying to do. So he said create the new wine skin. When you create the new wine skin, you have to pour new wine in because this is the process. When you create the new skin, once the wine come in, the process says forming. As it begins to ferment, it begins to expand. So as that skin begins to expand, it can't hold something new because it already expanded the first time. Mm -hmm. And if you try to put that in there, it'll bust the old skin, and then you'll waste what's new. That's what happens when you try to come in a system and you wreck the system. And you've seen some of that going on now, those of you that follow church, the culture, and stuff like that. Say, for instance, not being messy, but just give you a little knowledge, a little church tea right here. That's the reason why you're seeing Saddleback being dis, disbanded or being separated from Southern Baptists because they're trying to introduce women leaders, new wine. Something new, you try to put it in the old system. The old system said, listen, we're not with that. So if you're going to do that, then you got to leave because you're trying to take old clothing and put it with something new. It's a shift in the time, and that stuff shifts and change. You'll start seeing it, and you're going to see it more in the body of Christ. I just gave you an example, but you're going to see that more in the body of Christ because you can't put the two together. I'm just having a conversation with my wife. Tesla just signed a deal. That's why this is a ministry and marketplace. Tesla just signed a deal with Ford, just signed a deal with GM, and from now on, they're going to have their own charging stations because Elon Musk just created his own charging hub that's different from the one in the UK. So what just happened financially, it shifted the whole system because what was once the number one charging site, it didn't change and now Tesla got to plug in. Now Tesla gonna be plugging in with Ford, it's gonna be plugging with GM. So what just happened? New system. So it's a new system because it's a new wine. New wine because it came over new Containers, and that's what we're today. So when I say new containers, I want you to understand that that's what God's trying to do. Also, with the new container, you got to make sure you have the capacity. God can't pour into something if you have not expanded, if you not made room so He can pour. My brother Holly here, same thing. Open up new mindset. I had to come into that organization, learn. You like insurance? 
I had to sit underneath to somebody. I can't come in like I know what I'm talking about, what I'm doing. I don't know. So in that process, I got to have the capacity to humble myself to be able to receive. The problem most people, they don't have the capacity to understand when you come into a certain area, sometimes you got to be the student. You can't be the teacher. You got to sit there. You got to learn. You got to pull so you can't grow because that's a growth mindset. And a growth mindset, sometimes I got to humble myself. Back to our perfect example, Jesus came on the scene. He came to John the Baptist. He didn't rush on the scene. Now, he's the Lord Almighty, God all-powerful. We say hypostatic union, meaning Jesus is God the Father, but also he's God. He got divinity, but he's humanity because he comes through Mary. So when you say hypostatic union, it means he's God, but he's also God-man, meaning like this. We say this. He ate the fish that's in the sea, but he also created the sea that the fish is in. So he's God and he's God man. So that's a hyperstandard unit. Meaning he coexists with both sides, but he still humbles himself to be underneath John so he can learn, so he can grow. That means he had the capacity to lead because the scripture says the greatest among you is the servant. So when you learn how to serve something, you can be great. We have everybody that want to be a leader. Everybody want to lead. Everybody want to be the boss. But at the same time, you can't be the boss until you humble yourself to be the servant. Yeah, yeah. Somebody say I'm the servant. I'm the servant. That's stripped. And then I said, not only do we looking for containers, the capacity, I told you that he wants new content. This is where we at, and I'm leaving you with this because I'm closing on this point right here. When we said containers, I said capacity, and then I said content. He want to pour new wine, so he want to give new content. So what is that? I didn't get a chance to break this down. This one man, what is that? When I say he want to give new content, that's creativity. Listen to this. The Bible always mentioned this. And these are principles when you study the Bible, hermeneutics, hermeneutics, the study of the Bible or the interpretation of the word. So when you start dealing with this, it says Jesus at the very beginning, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. That's in everybody's Bible, right? That's at the very beginning, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So the Bible says, uh, principle says when you're studying the word of God, the law of first mention, meaning the first time you hear something in the Bible, that's the definition for it throughout the 66 books. So every time you hear this individual, this is what this means. So the first thing God let us know about himself was he's a creator. Now you would think he would introduce himself as a savior. In the beginning, the savior of the world. He didn't know that. In the beginning, he created. Because he wanted us to understand what it meant to be created. That's why he said he created us in his image, two parts, and his likeness. Meaning he created us to be just like him, to be creators. So when I say the container, and I say he want to pour out new content, he's looking for people that's able to create with him. That means your mindset has to change, your mindset has to shift. For me and my wife to do what it is that we're doing now, and even speaking into y'all life and sharing this, which, man, we got to think differently. It was a challenge. It was a challenge to my leaders. It was a challenge to people I'm connected to to even share with. Man, what is that? You talking about ministry marketplace? What is And then me and my wife still figuring out because in creating, you learning as you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. all the details not there. And then this is the other thing I want to encourage you. Sometimes when you're creating, you're in your own lane. So when you talk about podcasting, and y'all, you can open up, and I got people overseas, you sound crazy. Because the person like, what you mean people in Ghana listening to you? Yeah, people in Ghana, people overseas, because you're in your own lane, you're creating, and sometimes that's hard to even watch this articulate with the people that you love. Like, hey, babe, I'm telling you, this is what I'm trying to do. But you're trying to cast vision, but in that moment, you got to stand on faith just like he did. He looked at nothing and called into something. You know what kind of guts you got to have? He looked at nothing and he said, let, let that be light. Never was light before. 
You see what I'm saying? He's spoken into existence. That's the mindset you got to have as a creator. If you're going to take your business, if you're going to take your family, if you're going to take your personal life to the next level, you got to start speaking things that don't ain't I. Yeah. I know this ain't the nicest car in the world, but yeah, this is Rafe. That's all. Right now, right now, it's in transition. See, you looking at it, but it really is. That, so when you start speaking like that, we used to call it like this. It, it's that fake. Watch this. You got to see things as, as though they are already. Meaning I already got to believe it. To the point that I already started visualizing and seeing myself, looking in the mirror, telling myself, yeah, Jack and Mike came from Goodwill, but it's tailor-made. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's the mindset. So then when the growth mindset started creating in, I started creating the avenue. So in this, Philippians 2, 5 says this, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So it's a shifting of the mindset. So as I changed my mind to more, start thinking more like Christ, I started being creative. I started looking at things and seeing what I have in my hand. Many people get frustrated because the enemy trick you, watch this, and make you believe in you'll have nothing. Remember, the, the devil can't take your dream. He can't take your vision. But what he can do, he can frustrate you enough to make you forfeit your faith. He don't have no power and authority. But if I can cause enough havoc howling in your life, make you think, okay, this didn't happen. The funds here, I'm trying to do this. It can cause enough frustration in your life to the point you forfeit what's right in front of you. You say, hey, man, I tried it. Man, I'm going to go back to doing this. I'm going to give up on this. And that'll happen so quickly because he'll use frustration to make you give up on the very thing that God put in your spirit. Told you last time, how you know it's God putting your spirit? You can't walk away from it. How you know it's God putting your spirit? Because you want to throw it away, you give up, you throw in the towel. If a person knew how much you quit, they'll think you bipolar. Because even in the midst of doing, you quitting at the same time and you still speaking life. And a person will look at you and they can see where you're moving. But at the same time, you're moving and you're operating by faith. That's how you know it's God. Because you can't shake it. You can't move it. That's him speaking and talking to you. So in that creativity, and I'm moving, watch my time, love, watch this. You got to make sure that you're calculating as well. The scripture tells us in Luke chapter 14, no man that sit out to build a tower, and I'm, I'm using the message version, first sit down and count up the cost. If you're going to build something, we're talking about ministry and marketplace. The reason why you're here, you have business. Some of you have ministry. Watch this. If you don't sit down and count up the cost, like if you don't sit down and say, hey, let's put this on paper. Me and my wife were talking about this. We've been talking about the 90-day run. We've been talking about 30 days out, what we're trying to do. So in order to build and structure something, you got to take your time and put it together. Like, this is not accident right here. Because if we just did this by accident, then the enemy will tell us, hey, don't do this again. But see, when you start counting the car, let me factor this in. Do this make sense? Boom, boom, what we're trying to do. Hey, what if people don't come out? What if people don't support? Somebody already was here today that paid. So we come on the back end of what somebody already did because you didn't sit here and put the plan together. See what I'm saying? So we reverse engineered it so you can do what you need to do. That comes from us busting our head in Louisiana. <laughs> busting our head. We trying to figure out how to pay for stuff. Well, let the building pay for itself so we can work the ministry. Because at first we work in the ministry trying to live out of struggling, but at the same time, why not try to do it with ease? Let's reverse engineer. Baby, sit down. Let me make sense. This makes sense to you. Now nah, that makes sense. Take that off. This makes sense. And so what you're doing is you're taking your time writing a vision and making it plain. Sometimes when you just jump out there with no vision, no playbook, no plan for what it is you do, it'll sound good. And everybody happy them first 30 days. Everybody talking to everybody. Like I told my brother, man, I'm in it for the long haul. Because I know you see people the first two weeks, three weeks, they on fire. When you first talk to somebody about pocket, man, I see it. Yeah, you going. They don't fire that first couple of weeks about insurance. But what happens when you don't get a check the first week, second week, third week, two months down the line? Mm. <sighs> man, I thought, I thought this, because right here is the mindset. 
because you went in the long haul and watch this, you never counted up the cost. You just rushing to it. Let me bring it home for you. I'm coming down your road. What happened in relationships? Everybody fine. She the best thing. What happened to baby? Stretch mark. Life happened. Kids. You can't go on no date because the kids are prior than them. Yeah, ain't no time. We were just talking about our anniversary and stuff we were trying to do. But you put that on a back burner. But you got in a relationship and then kind of the cost with the kids? You think that ain't going to add to problems and situations, cracks that you used to overlook, now you overlooking. Now she mad as you over serious because I don't like them type of serious. But you always get the serious that the kids like and I want my type. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it changes now because people don't cut off the cost. They just live in the moment. And when you live in the moment, you will make a temporary decision. Watch this, a permanent decision based off a temporary circumstance because you have not taken the time to work through it. I'm not going to make no permanent decision based off no one moment. Let me sit back calculate. Let me breathe for a minute. Let me figure out, do that make sense to you? Can we work that out together? What do we need to do? And if we put that together, once you put the plan together, you just got to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan, you start seeing change. So there's creativity, there's calculation, but number three, it got to be consistency. You got to consistently do what it is that you're trying to do. Um, in order to make sure that you get a different result, you got to be consistent in what you're doing to make sure that you see the harvest of what you're putting in the ground. It's like this, a person to go to plant something, they put down apple seeds. Two weeks later, they don't see no apple, they start throwing orange seeds down. Okay, two weeks later, you ain't got no orange seed. You know what, I, I seen somebody, they grew potatoes so quick, I'ma chop up some potatoes and you throw potatoes in the ground. So now, within 60 days, you done went from apples to oranges and now you got potatoes. So guess what your ground doing? Your ground got an upset stomach. It don't know what you just, I don't know, I don't know should I get them potatoes, apples, oranges? I don't know if I need to mix both of them together because it's the consistency behind what it is you're doing. Yeah, you're going to look like a fool when you're doing something. I tell somebody all the time, don't ever think you're going to cash vision and everybody here hollering and be like, oh, yeah, man, sign me up. No, you sound crazy. You sound like you don't know what you're talking about. You sound like that don't make no sense. You're going to step out on faith. You're just going to lunch into the podcast business. You're going to challenge yourself and push, make connections, talk to people, and they're going to work. Oh, man, you sound crazy to people. But that's what vision is, meaning I'm consistent. Yeah, I'm getting married. This is me now. And so then also you got to brand yourself and you got to also get to the place where you don't watch your mind that you start believing in yourself. The problem with us, sometimes we don't believe what it is that we're actually professing out of our mouth. You got to start believing. You got to change your side, man. This is me. Regardless of what it look like, regardless of what the bank account say, regardless of even in my personal relationship, like I know I have accepted this in my lifestyle. My wife was just joking because I was telling her, we were just joking. I revert back to something that I was doing earlier. As soon as I did, some pain hit me. She said, you don't think that's the Lord telling you you don't need, you need to leave it alone? I said, man, he ain't got to hit me with no pain. He ain't got to hit me with no pain. But what it was, in the midst of pressure, sometimes you'll take an exit in something that you shouldn't exit. I give relationship advice when I talk to people. I tell them this, in your marriage or your relationship that you're building, if you create an exit plan, the minute something tragic happens, you're going to take it. Because that's what exit plan is for. That's why we got fire set up. Fire alone, them exes like this, something happened, you supposed to take out one, that's where you go. So if that's not there, it's gonna force me to deal with the fire. But see, if I got that there, I ain't gotta deal with the fire. And that's what it is in relationship and business. When you create an exit plan, well, hey man, if in 18 months if it ain't working, I'm done, man. I'm just gonna go. When you do that, you might as well pack up, don't wait the 18 months, go and stop the day. Because you already created an exit strategy, and if you got an exit strategy, you're gonna take it when that time comes. Put yourself in a situation where it forces you 
to be consistent with what's in front of you. It's hard, it's difficult, but it's gonna work out in your favor in the long run because you was consistent and you'll see your harvest. And then seeing your harvest, you're gonna go through something. So when I say this, I'm closing. When I say God being consistent, it's a completion in it. Completion in your consistency. Don't judge me too hard, but my first trip into law enforcement, I, I worked for Louisiana prison. As I worked for Louisiana prison, I kind of went through the phases where as I went from being just a regular CO officer, I ended up being a field hand. Field hand is those people that take inmates out into the field. So one little crazy 22-year-old me, 23-year-old me taking out 70, 80 dudes, convicted felons, people that got life in prison, three life strikes, whatever, 10, 20, 30 years, I'm taking them out. And we're going out there with hoes. Hoes, the, the hoes thing. The tool. The tool hole, because some of y'all be like, oh, hey, when I done? Nah, they don't have that in the prison. <laughs> so they old, they got the waters, water sprouts, they got the seeds. Because in Louisiana, at least 70% of what you eat, they grow. See what I'm saying? So, so you have to go out there and you have to take them out there. So we'll leave out in the morning, probably about 4.30, line up everybody, do count search, take people out, and work the field. But the craziest thing is, I learned then, you know, that you had to be consistent with your hoeing. And so as you tilling the ground, there's consistency with it because the ground has to be open enough to receive what you're putting in it. And then once you till the ground to open it up, you gotta put the seed in, you gotta add fertilizer to it, and then it's a process. So after going through that process for weeks to set it up, it's weeks past. We go by, ain't nothing out there. Ain't nothing happening. Man, it didn't rain, man, what? We didn't put that in the ground, you don't see nothing. But the only thing you know that's reassuring, I know I put something in the ground. Now, a couple more weeks start passing by, it still ain't nothing out there, ain't nothing going on, because growth is happening underneath the soil. Now, a person that's frustrated can get frustrated, throw their hands up and walk away and miss the blessing because they don't understand when something started to grow, it grow down first to take roots. What are you saying, RG3? I come to challenge y'all on today that what you're building is taking roots. Man, your kids watching it. Your spouse and the person that you partner with is watching. It's taking roots in people's soul and in their mind. And before you throw your hands up, walk away and throw in the towel, understand that your roots are being planted. And then the farther deeper your roots go, the stronger it is, the higher you can build and grow. My challenge is to you today is to make sure you fertilize and water your roots. You started on something. You're on a journey. Be consistent with your business. Be consistent with your family, your ministry, and your assignment that's on your life. That's what my challenge is to do. As we close today, I want to close with you in prayer. I want to share with you. Ministry and marketplace is your mindset. I believe God is pouring out new wine. I believe we are those containers that God wants to use. God, thank you now for everyone that's here. I thank you now for them taking the time out of their schedule to come out. God, not just come out just because they know me, but I pray that the words take root in their heart, God, that they be able to receive 
Would the spirit over the mind that this word be life for them, God? Did they take it to their home? Did they take it to their bid and their assignment, their perspective areas, and they start to see growth, and they start to see a shift and a change? Even with lack of understanding in certain areas, God, I pray that you start pouring new wine in their life, God, that they put themselves in a situation that as they got business containers that you pour, and we speak overflow blessings and favors over their life. And it's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. amen. Everybody say overflow, overflow. favor, favor. And, increase. And, and increase. And increase. We believe in all three of those. That's what we want all of our life. And we're speaking real quickly, too. I think, too, I went over this a little bit for my birthday. I'm going to cover a little bit. If you have this black book already, then you already, hopefully you done went through it. But if you haven't, take the time to go through it. You can see what it is that we're casting vision and what we're trying to do. And then if you go in there, you'll see that first page is talking about pathway to perfect. Pathway to purpose, and then on page six, we kind of go into our plan. In the plan, you'll see we got six months out. Then our phase month, we got 100, we got 18 months out, we got 24 months out. So we start building and talking about, hey, this is what we're trying to do, this is trying how we're trying to plan, and it's in here. And also, I robbed this from PHP. They're going in, little more house. So in this right here, I ask that if you do have somebody that you know in the area, in the DF area, that need to need help as it relates to uh, spiritual mentor, or they just need the word of God, because I believe the word of God changed our life. I'm challenging you to share this. This is what I want to share with you, because I was having a conversation with my wife. People, people get caught up. Man, ain't nobody really doing church like that. Or you gonna just interrupt somebody? Listen. One thing about it, you will always find Christ in the crisis. Don't let it be the only time you bring up Christ, bring up something that's related to Christ to help people, is when they're in the midst of it. Now they're going through a divorce, when you could have said something. Now they have a situation with their kid or somebody committed suicide, and you say, I didn't know the whole time. But you'll know if you, all you got to do is just mention it. You never know what's going on with somebody behind the scene, and you can always find Christ in the middle of a crisis. That's why I challenge people, just hear somebody. I just hear somebody in their inbox. Same way I do when we talk about insurance. Why wait till somebody dies? Man, I wish we would have talked to you about insurance. No, no, no. There's people at home right now that's enjoying a good dinner that could afford insurance. The people when they bought insurance for their auto body. Same thing when they come to Christ. Not only are we talking about practical insurance, but how I sell fireproof insurance. Fireproof. Fireproof. I'm trying to save you from the lake of fire. So when I when I actually communicate with people, when I communicate with people, I'm telling them, hey man, it's something good. And I suggest this to you. The reason why I brought this up, if you know somebody, tag somebody, share somebody, when you see me posting, talking about the hope, hey man, get out there, check it out, see what it is. I thought it was good for me. Hey, it wasn't for me, but I think my sister, my brother, people I know, associates, man, tell them about it. Spread the word. Watch us grow. And then if they got any details, questions, you can look at our blueprint, look at our plan, look at our vision, and you can see if you want to be a part of it. And then even if you don't want to be a part of it, no hard feelings. We know what we're trying to do. We know what God told us. And I feel that uh, once you get to that place, you can grow and move because he's telling us this. And the scripture said the sheep know your voice. So the people that you should be connected to are the people that's assigned to hear, assigned to what it is that God got a calling on my life. I know there's a connection when we actually talk and we had to meet. So I don't want to challenge you that. And if you haven't got a folder, if you didn't get a chance to get a folder, you can take one of the black folders, share it with somebody, make sure you do that for me. So we pass the word. Any comments, concern, and anything business-wise that you want to share? Like a tip. Y'all might got an investment tip. What you got? <laughs> Anybody? Um, no. No? Don't feel pressure. 
I need well, a phone number. I need an app. I need an Instagram. Okay, okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely, you can follow us at I Can. That's Impact Community Action Network. So I Can Three Sixty Five. On Instagram, on Facebook, you can follow us at Impact Community Action Network. Also, you can donate, you can support by Cash App, which is ICANN365. ICANN stands for Impact Community Action Network, 365 days of the year. We're trying to make an impact in those people's lives, one person at a time, to make a difference. That's the purpose. Make sure you share, connect. You'll see that on social media, and you'll see what it is that we're trying to do. Anyone else? Once again, say thank you. Thank you to our social media audience, those people that support. Listen, I want to say thank you. I couldn't do what it is that we do without your help, without your support. Grace and peace. That's all I know.